Shirley is a third-generation family business operating from Jenkinstown, County Kilkenny. Stair Hurley produce handmade hurls made to the wishes of each individual. They can be contacted by phone on 083-434-775 or on social media via Facebook or Instagram. Hello and welcome to the Backdoor Hurling Show. Uh, delighted to be joined by Kildare Senior Hurler, Paul Dively and Aham. Paul, has it sunk in yet, being Chris Green Cup Champions? Well, uh, good evening, Paul. How are you getting on? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we've had a few days to digest it now at this stage. So, uh, yeah, been enjoying the celebrations and just really thrilled with the with the results and the performance at the weekend. It was it was a, it was a good one. One I'll remember now. It was great. And like we were even talking to winning like an All Ireland in Crow Park. Like I know it's great, um, obviously winning it. But like, how strange was it actually winning it behind closed doors? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, any of the Christie Ring teams or the lower divisions will testify that we never get huge crowds, but we usually do have a, a crowd and they're generally fairly loud and they let themselves know that they're there. Like so, um, it was like for such a big stadium and it to be to be empty, like you know, it was it was strange. I suppose it was the day that was in it and the fact that it was uh, the bloody Sunday weekend and everything like that. You know, there was a there was a there was a uniqueness to to the occasion and. Um, once the game got going, then like you know, uh, you get stuck into it. You don't have any time to be looking around, and we probably have the benefit that no one's there on the sidelines able to shout at you and tell you what you're doing wrong. So from that point of view, it was probably a benefit. But uh, probably where we noticed the most was after the game, you know, and and uh, you know, just even looking up into the crowd, and we won it in 14 and 18, and seeing family and friends, and 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 just the white colour and people celebrating. You know, we you did miss that, but. We'll take it for the year that was in it, and and uh, just lucky to have hurling and delighted to get the to play this year, and secondly then to win it was an added bonus. So yeah, delighted, positive, positive experience. And the game itself, like you got off to a great start, and then won seven to ten points. But like your goal just before half time was a massive score, really, in this game. Yeah, well, like uh, Downer, Downer, an excellent team. Like you know, we we really we really knew that we were up against this, going up against them. They, they're after winning the league, um, and they played fierce well all year. I don't think they'd lost the match, and they're after coming in off the back of probably the competition favourites, awfully. Like so, we knew we knew that we had to be on our game, and that we were never going to get away from them. And the fact that. They're uh, they're a free free scoring team and uh, similar to ourselves we 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 know where the, the 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 goals are like you know we knew that it wasn't going to be a shut them out kind of job they were going to get their their purple patches and uh, we just had to have the confidence that we were going to respond to it so we actually started fierce well and then down scored the next five points um, and it was kind of that flow uh, we get a score they come back fairly well and then and then we'd score again. Um, I suppose we were pretty lucky where the three goals came. It gave us a real confidence boost at the start to get the early goal. Uh, down were, were in a purple patch when I was lucky enough for the ball to drop to get that goal. And then after half time, uh, Jack Sheridan got a lovely goal. And that probably, the way they came back again, they got it back to one point around 50 minutes. So, like, you know, we needed all the goals we got. And, uh, and we were probably lucky enough the way when we got them, they were, they were crucial scores for us. And yeah, you mentioned them getting it back to one point. It was nervy enough there, I'd say, towards the end of the game. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and again, like we, we played them up in Leitrim, up and down in the league, and uh, we were a point up going into injury time. And uh, Connor Woods stepped up and hit two boomers from his own half to, to win by a point. Like, and that was that knocked us out of uh, the league final, or it put us on the back foot. We to go up and play Derry, and uh, and we lost out because of that. So we knew that Down had a lot of heart, and. Uh, it was going to be right to the end. Like, you know, if they went ahead, we, we were expecting it. We kind of steeled ourselves and the management had as well had as well prepared for, you're not going to get, like, this isn't going to be a runaway score or it's not going to be when you get on top, they'll lie down. Like, we knew they were going to continually come. And I think I think that reassurance or that kind of understanding made us pretty co- uh, confident to keep playing our game, keep trying to go through the process that, uh, that we'd been training through the last couple of weeks. And... Um, and then the lads really upped the work rate. Like they kept brought it back to a point. And I think actually it was the next two scores we got were through turnovers and through drawing a foul. We got two frees and a 65 out of it. So um, we just kept plugging away and <laughs> we were happy to hear the final whistle in the end. And Down obviously had a massive game against Offaly uh, in the semi-final going to penalty shooter. He had a comprehensive win over Common. Did you feel like, I suppose... He being fresher from your comprehensive victory was going always going to be an advantage in this game. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 the question that's always asked that if we'd lost, it'd be a case of well, Down had the the harder game to steal themselves and prepare themselves for the final, and then when we win, it's a case of well, you probably weren't tested and you're fresher, your legs are fresher going in. So it's a uh, the winner's right history, really, I suppose. So uh, yeah, we were we were. Um, we were happy with our performance really against Roscommon. We we did a lot of good things well again, and it probably gave us a good bit of confidence that we were shooting well. Um, and if anything, and um, down coming into the game, and the fact that they bet them bet us in the league, it made us be really aware of what we were up against, and we didn't take anything for granted, thinking, "Oh, great, awfully are out. We've we've an easy game now." Like you know, we we were under no illusions and. Um, that we were coming into a massive game against Down and and uh, we were just delighted to win it now, to be honest. Was it a bit weird in one way, like both teams going into a final being already promoted to the Joe McDonough Cup? Uh, it was it, it was a positive experience really for us. We had one of them 14 and 18 and both times we were asked to turn around the six days and and played the relegation promotion match. So we played um, Westmead in 14 to get into the Lee McCarthy. And it was the first time we won it and we probably had enjoyed ourselves that week with all the celebrations and all going on. We actually started quite well against Westmead. I think we went five or six points up, but they, they pulled us back and uh, and we, we missed out on that. And um, I suppose it's, it's a big negative now when you when you win a competition and uh, and then all of a sudden you're back in that competition the following year. It, it even to the extent that some boys opted out or didn't recommit themselves to it, thinking like we're hitting a brick wall here. So if anything, it kind of with that monkey off our back that we knew that we we're going up to the next level where we really want to test ourselves and it probably give both teams the freedom to right go and try win the cup that's on offer that day without any fear of. Uh, the negative of you're going to be back in this competition next year, like John. You know, so I suppose it was a positive, and it probably allowed for the free flow and hurling that went on in the day. That um, Bowden was probably played with a little bit of abandonment, like. And like, just some real quality players on this Killeer team: Jack Sheridan, um, James Burke, yourself, John Doran. Um, but like, 
getting David Slattery over from the footballers, how much of a boost was that? Usually, David's from my own club, um, and we play hurling football together. And uh, I was I was delighted. Like you know, I had a good chat with David. Um, I heard that the management were looking at him, and they were they were interested in bringing him in. And uh, in fairness to David, like he he's an exceptional player, but uh, everything that he does in the game of hurling and football, it's through effort and work rate. Like you know, he really applies himself to the sport. So um, I wasn't. I wasn't overly confident that he would commit. I thought, you know, look, it's a, it's a big step for him. Like, you know, to he'd, he'd only been uh, finished with the footballers. And, and I wasn't sure if he would. But the minute he showed a bit of interest and he asked me, what do you think? Um, I was very excited and very happy to have him in. He played the inside line with us with the, with the club as well. And I'd play out around the middle. And really, all you have to do with David is hit the ball into green space. And he'll generally be the first one there. He's an extremely fast player. Um, and, and he's only getting better and better as he as he does more and more hurling over the last few weeks. His skill is really coming up to standard. So um, he's a great addition. And um, by all accounts, everything we've spoken about so far, he's getting ready for next year as well. So it'll be roll on 2021, Joe McDonough. Yeah, and like with that as well, winning it, there's not that much of a break really, is there? Because there's talks already of the league starting up in February. Yeah, and if if anything, like, you know, uh, the last six, eight weeks for us uh, coming back into it have been so enjoyable and brought an element of normality and, and, you know, just like this is what we love doing. Like, so I don't think we'd be looking out that we need a long break and uh, there's any questions or any requests for an off season like I think the next couple of weeks will be off in, uh, um, and if if the management call and tell us that we're back training and getting ready for February I'd say everyone will be coming in the Hawkfield gate ready for action so um, and I think that's the way it is across the country I think the, the all the players are are raring to go and have really enjoyed the last few weeks and any hurling we've got particularly at that at the at the inter-county level has been really enjoyable so we're just wanting more of it really like you know it's kind of strange this week not going to Hawkfield and not getting any training or anything in, so it's, yeah, roll on. And David Herley, like, how has he transformed Kildare? Um, again, probably to say he's transformed, it is, he'd, he'd probably disagree with that himself, like, you know, the fact that he came in off a winning team that won the Christy Ring, like, you know, I suppose what he's done, particularly this year, um, He's made it attractive, or I don't know how he's done it, but like, you know, we've often asked lads, even when David came in year one, I think he, he quoted a number, he's rang about 70 or 80 players to come in, like, you know, and uh, just whatever it's been, like, you know, the lads, it's inter-county takes that bit more commitment and lads are uh, in college and work and families and everything like that, that, you know, it's a, it's a big ask. And sometimes when you're down the grades, it's just not as attractive as playing in Lee McCarthy in front of a huge crowd. So, but whatever he's done, he's seen, I suppose there's good noises coming out of the training we've done and the way he has his playing and he's trying to build confidence and the coaching staff he has around him have been really positive. So I suppose that's seeping back into the clubs, Joe, that everyone at the inter-county players is coming back, raving about what's going on in the county, that we're really enjoying it, that we're being looked after. And, uh, and that's probably just enticed or encouraged more lads back in, into it. And now all of a sudden, like where we were struggling to get our 30 mark for the squad, uh, over the last six or eight weeks, I think we were up around the 45 number mark over uh, between training matches and, and lads in and out. And now we've we've uh, we've uh, experienced or we've a challenge now that we've never had before, where we're having to ring 
13 and 15 lads and telling them that they can't make the, the panel that day, which is great because they're all coming back in ready for action the next day again. And and to be honest, the in-house matches the last few weeks have been have been excellent. Um, probably one of the standout things that I will get from David's training would be very traditional Kenny type. He places a lot of emphasis in the in-house match and whoever's shown form gets picked, you know, and uh, if you played well at the weekend, but you're not doing it over the next week or two in the in-house matches, well, you know, you could be moving to the bench or you could be out of the panel, like, you know, so, and he's true to his word on that, like, you know, you can see that lads were showing form, the likes of Colin McCabe, he came out of nowhere over the last three or four weeks and he came on and made a vital interception um, to, to give us that 65 at the end of the game, like, you know, so once players understand that uh, this is the this is the kind of the, the rules of engagement. If you try hard and you really uh, compete in these games, you're going to get a go. I think they really commit and they and they trust the process really. So that's probably a big thing he's brought to it. And how would you say like he's built the confidence within your squad? Well, to be honest, there there be a, there'll be a lot of as you said. There's a lot of really good hurlers in in Kildare, and what he's probably done is he's he's knitted them together and he's uh, made. The likes of a Jack Sheridan, a Brian Byrne, a James Burke, John Dorn, they're they're the foundation now. And then all of a sudden he has the likes of a under eighteen Keen Shannon, a Colin McCabe, a David Qualter coming in on top of it. And and it's kind of what we've missed out on because we've had really good hurlers right across the years. And what we've missed out is that consistency and that kind of depth of all right, can we get two and three and four lads competing for that one position and drive each other on? Do you know, and that's hopefully where we're going. Like there's some really strong underage uh, teams coming in. The minors over the last three or four years have been mixing it in the uh, Leinster A against the likes of uh, Offaly and Kilkenny and Wexford and the likes of that. So like these lads are coming in, being used to playing uh, inter-county uh, Lean McCarthy standards. And hopefully, if they stick at it, and the next crowd come on top and on top and on top, we're kind of going to we're going down the line of what you have in the traditional counties of lads knocking on the door, loving, wishing to get a call into the county team, which which is where we want to go. Yeah, and you mentioned like lads not committing to the panel. Is I suppose when players don't commit within the own panel, is there a sense of motivation? Like when people aren't committing, that you want to do is to prove people wrong and to get people to, I suppose, commit. Yeah, like I suppose it's always that kind of aspiration of uh, that what ifs kind of, you know, um, or that kind of question of the what ifs, and and it's it's now when you see and and previous years, the years that we have been successful, it's generally the 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 equation has been that the better hurlers in the county are committing to the process and it's and it's nearly our challenge going forward is can we get year one two and three of all the same players feeding into the process and into the training model that dave and the lads have going like and not dipping in for one year and saying great i enjoyed that but i'm going to go off working or traveling or whatever like you know they're here for year three and four and five and go from Christy Ring to Joe McCarthy or to Joe McDonough to, to Lee McCarthy hopefully like you know that's that's the challenge and that's our aspiration and even in my own role as a as a development officer in the county like that's what we're continually trying to do that um it's great being in a development squad or in a minor squad or a 20 squad but really success for us is do you have the aspiration and the ability to make a, an imprint on the senior squad do you know and it's kind of going from that and and each year looking for lads to drive that on that hopefully Kildare 
will take that step forward. Like, you know, we've huge potential in the county, we've a huge population, and um, there's a really strong GEA um, community. And um, it probably is traditionally a little bit more football, but like you know, there's some really strong hurling pockets around the county. And if anything, the club scene is expanding all the time at underage as well. So um, we're ambitious, or we 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 we're we're hopeful of the future as well. Like you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like even your Christy Ring campaign, it was a bit disrupted. I suppose you're supposed to play awfully first day. I couldn't go ahead with COVID nineteen. Like. Was was that a bit of a blow at the start of the campaign, or how did you take it when you couldn't face Offaly? Yeah, well, we we were getting ready. It was the Thursday, the wind down session, or the you know that sharpening session where it's all ball work and a real sharp light session. Go through to the last tactics, name the team, and we were out in the field ready for that. And uh, and we saw there was a there was a phone call going on, and. So what, what that flipped into was uh, he calls in and Dave explains that it looks like the game is off and um, explained the process and again didn't wrestle our lawyers at all. Uh, the jerseys came out, picked two teams and off we went and had the in-house match. We had the in-house match on Thursday night and then we had another in-house match again on the Sunday when we should have been playing awfully. So the boys didn't hang about at all and they flipped our focus to we'll be ready for whoever's coming on, whoever we get in the next round of the draw. Um, we got Wicklow and we've had many a run in with Wicklow and they were playing in a division above us in the league this year so we didn't have any time to feel sorry for ourselves or to be whatever like you know we, we, we had to just uh, refocus and look at Wicklow and get our matchups ready and, and crack on from there and, and thank God we, we, we played well that day and we got the result we wanted. And for the step of winning the Christie Ring do you feel like Something maybe Kildare might have been addressing, you know, you see counties are really doing extra bits now, the conditioning, the nutritionist. Is that where you feel you took a bit of a step up? Uh, yeah, well, that side of the house is uh, the last two years since Dave came in. And now in fairness under Joe, it wasn't too bad either. But like, you know, it is an area that we're being well looked after. We've Paul O'Donovan in. Um, who looks after the the SNC and even the whole way through lockdown and the likes of that? Like you know, there was there was individual programs. We got everything we needed. A real focus on speed and kind of really SNC, but very focused SNC to make you a better hurler and to, to have an influence on the match rather than just getting fit for the sake of it. Like you know, so um, yeah, it can only be complimentary of the SNC program we have in place. Um, we get looked after with our nutrition, and the GPA are very good in that in that um, situation. We get um, we get funding towards uh, nutritious meals during the week, and we get looked after all, after all our after all our trainings and games and everything like that. So, it is an area that is uh, is probably becoming more prominent in the GA. That lads need to be they're taking that step forward and being more and taking a leaf out of the professional book. But um, it's probably just becoming part of it that to be competitive or to 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 mix with the hur the hurling teams that we're playing against, you have to at least be as fit as them. Like, and then hopefully that your hurling do the do the the talking really. And I suppose like there's often talked about between the Christie Ring, the Nicky Racker, the Laurie Mayor. Do you feel it's getting enough recognition from playing in the Christie Ring this year? Uh. Again, it's it's something that I don't get as worked up in as as other lads do now. To be honest, like you know, I, I I'm not too long in the tooth now to be worried about who's watching me um or who who's support. We have the people who are interested in Kildare Hurling know what's going on in Kildare Hurling, and um 
and what we're doing then and I suppose the only area that we would like a bit more kind of media attention or a bit more focus on is this hopefully to bring through more kids in the county like you know but having having people watching for the sake of it or anything like that you know isn't something that we're very worried about I suppose there is an element as well that you learn it as you go up the grades and um, I'd probably be a little bit more questioning of the John McDonough as well like you know that John the hurling on up at that level is is exceptional um, and probably there could be a bit more media spotlight on it like you know um, going forward but again it's something that we're trying to push on and something that we're trying to improve and if anything if if the likes of of the the tv broadcasters and the likes of that see the standard of the game that went on with us against down at the weekend joe they'd be more than happy to show that because i think uh, the viewer will be very happy and uh, and enjoy that game like and you mentioned your gda um i seen uh, this week you were going around to the different schools um with the christie ring cup and I suppose, like, for the promotion of the game in Kildare, it's great to see that because, like, the Kildare hurlers going in with a cup, it's all about them children, I suppose, looking up to the heroes and um, remembering that Christy Ring Cup and promoting the game further. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it, it was it was, it was, was brilliant. And uh, we were over in the talk there on uh, on Tuesday. It was, it was brilliant. The reception we got from St. Joseph National School and Scully Reed and some of the other lads were in Nace the day before. So... All the players are taking uh, taking the cup and bringing it to their local area, um, which is which is great. And I suppose to see the excitement and to see uh, the the level of enjoyment that these kids are getting out of it, and hopefully it will encourage them to to play to play the game and to take it up and to take it even more serious than they do already if they are playing it. Like you know, it is all about that. Like you know. What I've seen across the years, even at club level, it only takes one man to be hurling mad to drive it in an area. Like, you know, we had a, our own, we had our own few men who drove it on in Comfy, uh, the likes of Eamon Fenley and Noel, Noel O'Sullivan, uh, Paddy Keegan. Like, you know, it came out of nowhere. We were only founded in 89 and, you know, we've gone on. We're a very com uh, competent, uh, competitive senior team. You'd see it in Minute uh, the last couple of years, Paul Qualter has taken a, a team from under 12 right through and now they're competing and putting so many players onto the Kildare senior team as well. So in every pocket around Kildare, you can see it's generally one hurling mad or a couple of hurling mad lads that have driven it on. And, uh, and that's what we want. So yes, we need a whole infrastructure to kind of support it, but uh, just by motivating or kind of capturing the attention of some of these lads who are hurling mad and have the skills and the and the coachability the coaching uh expertise to to drive it on that's what we're looking for and the more kids we can send down to the clubs to 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 pick up a hurley for these men the better like you know it's a uh, numbers is the game really like and nace and selbridge like they've obviously done tremendous work like some of them have even been competing with the kilkenny clubs and competition so that is really where Kildare hurling has grown yeah, definitely, definitely. Nice, nice lads are doing phenomenal work over there, like, you know, and I suppose that's the ambition of the club as well at underage, that they just regularly enter. If they're, if they're not getting enough competition in, in Kildare, they're looking for uh, they're looking for permission to go to the likes of Dublin and Kilkenny. And I don't think there's a weekend in the year, if there's not a game going on in Kildare, that the Nice club across all ages are gone all over the country looking for challenge games. So, and it shows like they had, I think they had 12 lads on the panel and they have a whole production line coming through of, of grey hurlers. Like, so, you know, you reap what you sow and Nice are, are sowing a lot of stuff at the moment, like, you know.
And your GDA, you mentioned um, being involved with strength and condition with different teams. Like, I suppose, is it hard sometimes, like, all the time being involved in Kildare GA? Uh, yeah, well, the, the playing is the playing is the best bit. And, you know, uh, yeah, I suppose sometimes I have to I have to tell Aoife at home that I this is work and this is playing like you know she kind of thinks I'm off playing all the time like you know but um no it's it's I suppose I'm just mad into sport I, I took the step across into the more athletic development strength and condition side there a couple of years ago and that probably did give me a bit more of a a break in it that not always on the field coaching hurling and football and kind of seeing that kind of the more science side of it of, and trying to program and periodization and, and all that and looking at teams and what they need and athletic development and the, and the side of that so um really enjoying it like my ambition is that Kildare will be playing Lee McCarthy and uh, and hopefully win the Sam Maguire some stage like you know and and still they, they are the ambitions that I have and a real part of why I'm in the job I'm in, and 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 I really want to drive the, both codes on in, in in that direction, like John. And like you mentioned, strength and conditioning and periodization. Do you think it's mad like how much that has developed when you started out as an intercounty hurler? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a. Uh... It's and it's only for the better, really. Like you know, I probably would see it a lot myself. Like you know, even applying some of the stuff that I would know and learned over the last couple of years into my own game, and it's probably even given me a bit of longevity. Like you know that, and um, if I hadn't taken up some of these techniques and models, you know that I might be running out a bit of a steam now and stuff like that. But I'm still feeling quite youthful and keeping up with the young lads and all. And it's it's with that when you see. When you apply some of these techniques, whether it's sprint mechanics or some strength sessions and the likes of that, when you see the effect it can have on when you get to that youth level and kind of progress the lads up, like, you know, they come in, they really progress into the senior team and they can handle the demands of the senior game. And that's across everything, like from club level right through to inter-county, like, you know, but it is a part of the game. But again, I suppose a key part of the strength and conditioning or the sports science um, area is... I think they've got more specific or more understanding that they're only one part in their, of the game, like you know, that the, the skill focus and and playing the game and being good or being as being as good as you can at the game is always going to be the key part. Like you know, I think we went a bit too far uh, the other way a couple of years ago, where we were all about how many kilometers you attract in the match or how much you could lift in the gym and stuff like that. So I think it's flipped. And it's gone far more into speed focus and durability and it's it's far more about just keeping the players on the field and making them be as good as they can at the game when they are playing the game so so it's i think it's in a good place at the moment that whole sports science snc side and it can only progress as well so it's uh i'd say we've we've a, we've a bit to go yet as well and the step up um from minor to senior like um it can be huge really um, we're probably not seeing maybe in some football in Ireland counties not as many stepping up from minor to senior. Do you just think it's because of it's a huge jump? Yeah, and probably the fact that it's gone to seventeen at inter county as well. You know, it's probably going to just take them that year longer. And um, twenties, that that kind of uh, under seventeen to under twenty phase is a massive developmental phase of the players. And I suppose it's it's. It's lads kind of figuring out 
where they fit and and you know even learning about training and taking the next step up and everything gets that bit more serious and stuff and then you have to look at how many like you know we're absolutely that's the busiest part uh, or the busiest time of their playing career between if they're playing minor uh club under 18 freshers hurling or football they could be playing sigerson fitzgibbon and then they're still trying to play with the with the county team as well like and the standards going up as well like you know um so he, I think they are coming through. They're probably not coming through as quickly as they did in years past. Um, and it's probably just taking those maybe that year or two extra to, to physically develop and to learn the game as well. Like, you know, and, and the competitiveness of, of getting into the teams um, has gone up as well. Like, you know, that uh, lads are coming into their own around 22, 23, 24, and they don't want a young 18, 19 year old taking their spot as well. Like, you know, so it's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question there, Paul. And football in Kildare as well, like, we've seen Jack O'Connor's over them now, and um, I suppose disappointing losing to me this year from a Kildare perspective. But, like, would you, would you ever see it as an issue between the football and hurling in Kildare? Um, I suppose there wouldn't be an issue really i suppose what you have particularly at underage um we accommodate an awful lot of dual players um i suppose as you go up to the ages and you get to that senior phase and stuff like that um i suppose the level of training and the level of um involvement it takes to be with the team increases and sometimes it's just a time management issue that the players can't do both like you know while holding down a job and and having relationships and a family and stuff like that and um, so, so from that point of view, I, I don't see it as a major issue either. Like, you know, that I think that if we can expose or give lads the opportunity to play dual as long as they possibly can, and even up to minor level, we, we'd really accommodate and look after the dual player in the county. And then from then on, as the, the level of commitment gets, gets more at senior grade, and players are generally going to opt one or the other. Um, and, you know, whatever they choose, Happy days, like you know, they're they're playing for Kildare, they're they're wearing the white jersey, and you know, best luck to them, like to be honest. Yeah, and you mentioned you players there, like we're not seeing any at the moment, like, and there's so many examples like around the country where there could be Jew players, like Thy Burke, Podge Collins, even here on Kijeni, Connell Callan, the Cadigans, like do you think it's a case like where we're not going to see Jew players for quite a while just with the workload and the way county setups are? Yeah, and even even take something as simple as the the fixtures, you know. Um, so the GAA inter-county season doesn't accommodate the dual player. So like from that point of view, you're going to have to have a very accommodating manager if he's if he's willing to give you a position on the squad and knowing that you mightn't be available for a number of trainings and a number of of, uh, of games, like you know. So really, what we have now at inter-county level, particularly, is we're training somewhere. Um, between three and well somewhere from two depending on the time of the season you could be training twice a week with a game or you could be up around four times a week and uh, depending on what time of the season is and stuff like that so what you're doing if you're permitting me or you want me to be a dual player what you're doing is you're permitting me to possibly miss somewhere between 50 percent uh, of the trainings and activity how do I catch up on uh, the skill development or the tactics of the game or whatever's going on? And where we've seen it 
some lads are able to do it and they've been very good but I, what, I, what I've seen is even in the likes of Podge Collins they can't sustain it for too long because generally they're probably pushing out the six six sessions and seven sessions a week and maybe even doing two sessions in a day like you know so it's it's probably just the level of prep that it takes to play inter-county at the moment it isn't accommodating and um, the dual player you'd still you'd still see quite a bit of it at, at club level as you'd mentioned like the likes of Dottie, Bur Dottie Burke and stuff like that like you know I think he was in two county finals this year and um, I still play club myself dual and you'd, you'd have quite a good few players in Kildare that are doing that so I think the lads, the players want to do it, but um, it's more of a, a scheduling issue, really, to be honest. And do you think there's any players from the Kildare footballers who could be with the hurlers at the moment? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's probably a few hurlers that could be with the footballers. Like, you know, top of, me, top of my head, James Burke would have played under 20 with Kildare football. And... Brian Byrne um, would have been a very competent footballer. He would have won a Sigerson with UCD. And then the other way, what you'd have probably Fergal Conway would be an exceptional hurler. He was playing with Selbridge. He played against us in the county semi-final. He was probably close to a man of the match or had a very good, strong performance. And um, Johnny Byrne would be another player that would be a very strong uh, player with Kyle Dove. Um, Owen Doyle would be another player that played hurling at, at underage really good as well. So yeah, you can pick out lads that can play, but do you know, what we used to do is just be comfortable and happy that whoever's with us is committed to playing and, and pushing on till they're hurling and vice versa with the football, that whoever they have in camp is, is ready. So if we can manage it and the managers can agree on a player playing dual, brilliant, but we don't really look into the footballers team and longingly wish we had X, Y and Z, whoever's with us we're happy to have. Like. Yeah, and like Mead even say they won Christy Ring last year. They were competitive uh, in one or two games, but like, how big of a step up do you don't do you think it'll be from Christy Ring to Joe McDonough? It, it definitely will be a step up. Like you know, um, we would have played these most of these teams over the last few years, and we've even played a lot of them in challenge matches this year. They probably stood to us, and um, we know that we're going to have to take probably two or three steps forward in, in development and you know that will be through uh, physical development and sharpening our skills and getting faster and sticking to the game plan and everything like that but that's the challenge really that we want to go like we know we have the ability um, and and we have that ambition really to, to compete like so going into Joe McDonough next year we're, we want to be competitive we want to get as far as we can we want to win as many games as we can and hopefully that will bring us very high up the table and 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 competing for silverware like you know and is that really where it just has to stay from a training level where your standard just has to rise to get to that level yeah exactly and like you know even even the experience of the games and playing that level of competition is going to bring us on we're going to have to we'll understand we have to move the ball that quicker we can't miss a pickup ball has to stick to the hand like Jones you know, just as you get exposed to the higher standard you either sink or swim like you know and if we're sinking you won't be in the team and and the heredity or the coaches will find uh, whoever can swim like you know so it's kind of a it's a it's just the way it goes it's survival of the fittest really like you know and is it just a must like for you straight away to target promotion from division 2b Definitely, definitely, and that was the ambition, or the, the like. You know, that would be probably the the one black spot on us this year. From uh, that, 
we are disappointed that we didn't get to the league final at least like Joe so yeah we just have to regroup we have to get out of 2B that's our first step for next year and then and then prepare for Joe McDonough um, and again the reason we need to get out of 2B is because in 2A we're going to get better competition and we'll get more games of that standard going forward and then from there we'll hopefully go into 1B or whatever way the leagues are set up from then like so it's always about just that looking to take that step forward progress get promoted regroup and go again like and that's 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 the ambition that's the hope it sounds simple when you say it that way but sure we'll we'll give it a go anyway and having um former Limerick girl David really involved former D Kenny earlier John Mulhall did that show you something within Kildare like when they were there the standards they expect if anything what I found with, with the, the players and coaches that came in that um are playing in traditional tier one counties. If anything, for me, it showed me that the lads in Kildare are as good or can be as good as these players. Do you know, like, so like the key thing with John and with David and stuff like that is that they're, they don't do anything special. Like, you know, they're just really good. They have a really good first touch. They have a really good strike. They have really good vision and stuff like that. Like, you know, and when you watch the the, the top tier games, again, it's it's just the simplicity of what they do and the consistency of never making mistakes, which is the difference in in the in the grades really. Rather than yes, we see some phenomenal skills from the likes of Joe Canning and the likes of that cutting balls over, but we see that in our own grade as well. They're not the differences. It's the speed of hurling and the consistency of the skills being delivered over and over again that really is the difference in, in the grades. And um, Winter Hurling was talked about being a huge factor this year. Do you think it was as much as a factor as everyone thought? I don't think so, not at inter-county level anyway, because in fairness across across the country the the standard of the pitches that we're playing on is, is top-notch, like you know um, we played two games in in uh, Newbridge, and the pitch was was, was brilliant. Um, from there, and then sure we were in Crow Park at the weekend, and Joe was like playing on a summer's day in there, or as close to as possible, like you know. So, um, yeah, maybe a bit more wind and a bit more rain and stuff like that. But the ground was the the, the ground was generally good, um, and I, I don't think it interfered with the game that much. Now, to be honest, you probably would see it a bit more now in some of the. Uh, Lee McCarthy games I've watched on the telly, particularly down in Munster, where there's been some fairly strong winds and some storms going on. All right, but we were lucky enough the two or three games that we've played, um, we actually got pretty good conditions, so it hasn't been that much of a factor. And do you think a real step forward for a Kildare club is to really make a stance, even like when the Leinster Club uh, Championships come back? Yeah, well, we're in the we're in the county final ourselves against Nice, and um, we didn't get it. Uh, we didn't get a finish in Kildare. We were one of the unlucky ones. Um, I think there's eight counties across the country that still have county finals to play. So, um, we're due to play Nice. The the county board have sent out um, an email saying that the game will be fixed sometime in February. So. Um, we we've that um, bridged across, and hopefully we get we we're competitive and we give that that game a good rattle. First of all, and then from there, then into next year, and um, I suppose there actually isn't any uh, Leinster this year at club level. But um, I know the likes of Selbridge and um, and so on got to a uh, Leinster final only two or three years ago. They were bet by Carrick Shock. I think it was a late goal from Richie Power. And um, you know, so yeah, we we really we want to get out of 
intermediate Leinster and into senior into senior Leinster really, and you've seen the teams that we're going to be up against, the likes of Westmeads um, and Carlos and Leash and, and the likes of them, they're all playing at senior Leinster club level, like you know. So we've to whichever team comes out of Kildare has to has to try get to that level, like you know. And again, it's all about just progressing on to the next level. And the system this year between club and county, like, was it just so enjoyable? as a county player going back to the club first because like they're the lads you've grown up with and be able to pay your full attention to the club uh, being a county player as well. Yeah and again Kildare was unique again we I think we went through a couple of lockdowns in the middle of it when the rest of the counties were were, were playing so from that it's been a strange year particularly from March on like you know with, with the Covid restrictions and regulations we were just really happy to be training and and get that sense of normality and hanging out with the lads and and the bit of crack that happens in the pitch and and then even playing club hurling and football in the middle of of the good weather like you know a lot of the games can generally happen in the later months like you know and you can get some some bad bad weather games like you know so it was that and I think we just took every game as a bonus like you know every time you got to play hurling or football you were just you're just happy to be playing, like you know. Particularly when you saw that family members and supporters couldn't come to games, and you know how much they wanted to be there. I think you just you you really took it for like you were just happy to 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 be playing and and to be in the middle of it, like you know. And so many managers have come out in recent weeks, giving out about only 26 players allowed. It must have been even frustrating as a player because like. The players who are sitting at home watching it on the couch, they're putting in as much effort as players who are starting against them. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, even you know, it's extremely disappointing, and you know, it it doesn't sit well with us. Like you know, as as you said, like you know, where we got the performance we did over the last couple of weeks on on the Saturdays and Sundays was what we did on the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like and and like you know, we had forty three players, I think, was on the panel, and. Um, and every one of them contributed to our, to our success this year. Like, you know, um, it's bad enough in the normal year, those lads not being able to sit on the bench and get a jersey, but uh, not to be allowed into, into the stadium was uh, frustrating. Like, you know, you think about what could have been there in, in Crow Park, like as if they couldn't have been socially distanced and looked after. Like, and it's similar like what they said, uh, I heard John Kiley and he was saying, there's more people with microphones in front of me here now than I would have if the players were here. Like, so, do you know, you can understand, you can understand that there's rules and regulations and COVID is an extremely serious uh, thing that we need to be respectful of. But like, you know, there's common sense as well. Like, and I think for what we, for what they, for what they achieved out of it, like, you know, I think, um, it's something that we should really, we should really have fought against, and you know, I wouldn't be pretty happy with it. Like I know the Kildare lads and the management really did go as far as they could with it, but um, it's disappointing, lads, for for the lads now. To be honest. And Paul, who would you say is the best player you've played with? Um, it's <laughs> a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, played with some really good players over the years. I suppose at Kildare level, one lad. Who always stood out and really took us, uh, took us the game by the scruff of the neck and and brought us uh, towards victory was uh, Jerry Keegan and he would have played he would have played uh, I think he was a man in the match in 2014 in the in the Christie Ring final uh, he went off to Australia for a couple of years but a uh, very good player um, and then you know, I suppose 
yeah, there's quite a few now, to be honest. Jack Sheridan's flying it this year as well. He's he's some sharp shooter. And I suppose I was lucky enough, uh, I've had a few run-outs with the, with the Ireland Shinty team. So I got to hang out with a few of the, the big lads, TJ Reid and Bonner Marr and Brendan Marr and the likes of them. So, yeah, enjoyed me hurling so far now and hopefully there's a year or two left. And what, uh, just touching on the Shinty actually, um, how did you find playing it? Uh, it's different, like it's it's uh, it's different. It's an experience. It's always a real honour to, to to wear the Ireland jersey and represent Ireland, like you know, and and it's a really enjoyable uh, trip. And and the games are are good. I suppose it's just that idea. You only realise how much you do when the ball's in your hand, vision, and looking where you're going to put it and stuff like that. I mean, you don't put it when you have to put it from the hurley to strike. You find that the 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 Irish indie players are just playing that little bit blinder, just hitting the space and hitting hitting shots like you know. So it can be quite challenging. The shinty sticks are um, the shinty sticks. You don't want to get a slap off the meter. There's a fair whack off them as well, but it's it's enjoyable. I've always I've played three or four times now at this stage, and they're always a really enjoyable experience. Like you know, really um, really appreciate the opportunities I got at that now. To be honest, and you've been a great servant for Kildare, like over the years, but. Did you find it tough during the tough days to keep motivating yourself to go back to the Kildare areas? Uh, no, never, never really. Like I suppose I, I, I had an interview there a couple of years ago up at the Celtic Challenge um, promotion day and you know, it was, there was a lot of noise around at the time about oh, the, the commitment and effort that's required of the inter-county players and I've always looked at it as being really, um, really lucky to be honest, like, you know, you get to play with the best lads in the county who love hurling. Um, you're always coming down to training with 30 to 40 players on the field ready for hurling. Um, you get the best of equipment. You get to play in Hawkfield, probably one of the best venues in the county. And then every Sunday you get to go out and play against the best lads in the next county. Like, you know, when you think about some of the stuff that the club lads have to do when there's 12 and 14 lads turn up to train and, and the effort that goes into resourcing them and everything like that, you know, when you get put in a situation where you're being asked to go into the county, to be honest, I've always found it as, why not? Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's brilliant, you know? And even then the other sides of it, like, you know, um, going into gyms and being looked after, fed after training, and we get kitted out in gear and everything. Like, you know, we're the lucky ones, to be honest, like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an honor to play with the county defense. Absolutely. Um, well, thanks a million for your time, um, Paul Dooley. Thank you very much.